Welcome teacher sellers to the Grow with Angie and April podcast. Angie and April are two full-time teachers pay teacher sellers who chat with each other daily about their businesses. They're opening up their conversations to help you grow your teacher store. Are you ready to listen in? Here we go. Today we're talking about an important part of our store listing, video previews. Join in on the conversation about this in our mastermind group at growwithusmastermind.com. You can find the show notes and any links we mention at growwithuspodcast.com. Hey, Angie. Hey, April. How was your holidays? Um, They were good for the first part of them. And then, you know, my son got the COVID and then we were quarantined for like the whole second part of them, which I think a lot of people had that same experience. How about you? Yeah, they were really good. We were lucky to all be really healthy. Usually I have some sort of respiratory thing anyway over over the holidays because I don't do well with cold weather and my allergies are really bad, but we were all like really healthy and we just kind of spent some time with our family. We did go to Universal Studios, which was a little crazy considering how nuts things got right afterwards, but like everybody had masks on there and yeah, I think you got like in right before the crazy. Yeah, yeah, we we nothing was super crazy yet. So um, we went. Everyone had you know masks were on the plane, masks everywhere. California is like really strict about things. Even the kids had to show their vaccine cards when we went to get food from the hotel, like any restaurant. So we didn't get sick. And when they went back to school, they started like sniffling and stuff. So it is what it is. I was thinking of not sending my kids back, honestly, after break, but then they ended up being quarantined. My son was sick. None of us, luckily, none of the rest of us got it. Uh, So I can only attribute that to, uh, you know, teenagers not really wanting to spend any time with us anyway. So, you know, he didn't really spread it. So that was nice. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, we got an email Friday saying that like half their class was out and that some had tested positive, although we are having trouble getting tests here. But the funny part is like immediately as I'm like, right after I'm reading the email, like they're trying to kiss me and climb all over me. And I'm like, Oh my God, get away. (laughs) I'd be like, get out. I banished my kids to their rooms because one of them was exposed and one of them ended up getting it. And I'm like, banished, go to your rooms. Yeah, it's kind of to the point, like, especially with little kids, when they start to get sick, like you've already been so exposed, they've already like hugged, kissed you. My daughter likes to like breathe in your face. I don't know why she is just like, has no boundaries. So pretty much by the time they're already sick, you're just waiting to get it no matter what it is. You can't really control that when they're so little because I mean, my daughter was the same way. Now she you know, doesn't really like to be in the room with me for longer than five seconds, but so sad, but also kind of nice. My heart. But anyway, we're super excited today to talk about video previews. We have a special guest here today to talk to us about it and give us some of her best tips. Chloe Taskoff. Did I say that right? Yes, Chloe Taskoff. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here talking about video previews. It's kind of my specialty. And I know I kind of said it before, but I also have the the Omicron variant. So my voice is just a little scratchy. Yeah, hopefully um, you get better soon and you guys don't get really sick. I feel like it's been pretty mild for most people. So fingers crossed, but everybody has it. So basically, yeah. Yeah. So when people listen back to this episode, you know, next year when they're like working on video previews, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I remember that. 
I keep telling everyone I'm going to be like the grandma one day that like always has sanitizer in her purse and all this stuff. Oh my God. I was that person anyway. I've Bacteria and viruses freak me out and they should. They're very scary. So video previews. Yay. Something I feel like I'm not really good with at video previews, but I've seen some people who have really amazing ones and I think, oh, I want to do one like that and then never happens. So why don't you tell us, Chloe, a little bit about the purpose of video previews and kind of why it's your specialty, like why it's something you're so interested in? Yeah. So I kind of slipped into doing video previews on accident Well, I have a TPT store and one of my friends asked me um, if I could just try filming one of her products. And this was when I was like pretty new. So I tried it and then I, you know, kind of plugged it into iMovie and played around and I've really enjoyed it. So I invested in Final Cut Pro, which is, you know, the, the iMovie on steroids basically. And I don't know. I I feel like word just got around that I was making them and no one was really doing it. So people started reaching out to me. And the reason that I I love them so much is because they bring your products to life. Whereas, you know, in a PDF preview or if somebody is taking pictures of your product, it's kind of just like a, you know, obviously a static image on the computer. And when Teachers can see your resource in action. For example, I made, I actually just posted a flip book in my own store and I did a video preview of that, of how to put it together, what it looks like. It just gives um, teachers a better idea of what they're actually getting. And if you look at statistics with video, I think it's like consumers are 80% more likely to purchase something if there's a video attached to it, which is very interesting. Can you forward that statistic to Team TPT? Because I'm pretty sure if I send them another email reminding them that we need video previews on Google Apps resources, that they're just going to block me. Here we go. I know everybody's like, oh, stop. There's April again talking about video previews on Google Apps. But I agree. I think they really, especially that category of resources, they really need the video preview to show what they can do, especially because a lot of teachers are buying these these digital products and they think that they can use them. And sometimes they don't really have that experience. And those videos can really play an important. Huge. I think those are so, so needed. And they were so needed during the pandemic. <laughs> it's crazy. So bad. And the way that the bundles go with the the Google apps, when you're bundling with other resources that are printable, like it, it can be a challenge for um, buyers to figure out. So, you know, videos are always going to be more helpful to help them and know what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, I really don't understand what the holdup is. I know that somebody said it would take a lot of, you know, they'd have to spend a lot of money on the technical side, but I don't really, I don't know. I'm no expert, but if they can put it on regular listings, I don't see what the uh, you know difference is. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I have no idea the technical aspect of it, but I definitely I know that it's needed, and and I feel like it should be there. Yeah, I don't think they've done any updates to the Google Apps 
really much recently because again, like you said, with the the bundling is an issue. We get so many customer support tickets from that um, because it's very confusing the way that it, it is on the page and in my purchases. Um, I think they just aren't up. I just don't think they're having any other development team working on the Google Apps ones anymore, which is really sad because like we did a survey and 95% of people want Google Apps and like 10 people said that they would use easel. <laughs> so that's like a whole thing. But yeah, I've, I have been that one person in the group where they're like, people are probably like, oh my God, not again. April, just shut up. <laughs> but I've been hounding them. Like we need digital previews on any digital resources, um, especially because they do perform really well. So many are using the Google apps too. Like, and I feel like that's such a nice way to have it connected and, and, upload it right to them without them having to make a copy or doing all that other extra stuff. But yeah, I love those Google apps listings. I think that with the bundles, like that and bundles were the best thing that they yes, have created. They were on the right track with those Google app listings. And hopefully sure. one day yeah, they'll come timing. back. Hopefully they'll come back to them one day, but uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to send them this episode and maybe they can be convinced by hearing Chloe talk about everything with video previews. And I think this is just my two cents, but I think one of the issues too is that when they released video previews, a lot of people were putting video previews of just the pages flipping. And so we were using a lot of their bandwidth or whatever for their vid- for videos of what's exactly in a Preview. document yeah. <laughs> and what's in a PDF. <laughs> so, and I'm guilty of that too. So I think this episode will be very helpful. But if we could really utilize those video previews properly, I think it would be worth the processing power um, to have them and whatever you know data we're using to have them hosted there. Oh, definitely. And Chloe, you said you use Final Cut Pro. Is that an Adobe thing? That no, that actually is only available to Apple, yeah, Mac. But I do, I know how to use Adobe Premiere Pro. And there's also a free editing software called DaVinci Resolve. And it is basically Adobe Premiere, but it's free. So I always tell people to either start with that or with iMovie. Although I hate iMovie <laughs> because it's just so limited, but it's a good place to get started. Okay. I was just curious because I know that I have like the whole Adobe, you know, vault of stuff. So I have a lot of stuff in there that I don't really even use. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And if I feel like if someone could tell me like, here is an app, you can just record and this app will help you speed everything up, add some great transitions and directions on how to use it and you could be done with one of these in like an hour then I'd be more likely to do a really good video preview but hearing you talk about like all these softwares I'm like nope mm -mm, you lost me yeah I need it as easy as possible (laughs) oh for sure and I totally understand that so I use Final Cut Pro mostly because um, I actually do provide a service so people are like paying me to make it look um, really high quality. However, the app called InShot is free for your phone and you can do basically anything with it. And that's what I recommend for people. Um, You can just record your product. You can brighten everything up. That's actually what I use even um, before I transfer it to my computer to edit on Final Cut. I record and then I brighten everything in InShot 
And I also speed it up a little bit in InShot. Um, but you can do text overlays, transitions. You can change the size of the video into like a pin size or, um, you know, 16 by 9 or whatever. So actually that is an, an awesome app. And I can send that to you after this um after we're done talking so that you can put it in the show notes too, because it's free. Okay. Yeah. We'll add to the show notes and I just downloaded it. So yeah, I already have it. So I have to definitely play around with it more. I used to just need to use it. I only used it. I believe I used it before just to make like square videos, more rectangle or something, but I didn't realize it had so many other features. Oh yeah, it does. So do you use like, um, I know you're doing everything professionally, so you probably use a camera and a tripod. But if you were just doing something quickly using InShot, what would be your best um, hints for getting the actual video that, you know, looks nice and isn't moving or and is nicely centered on the desk? You know, what tools and tips would you have for that? So I actually do use my iPhone, which a lot of people ask me about. So um, the the newer iPhones, the camera is awesome. So it'll work. Yeah, I mean, it'll work. You don't need a professional camera. But the files are really big. So what do you, what settings do you use, especially if you're doing really high quality ones, like the files are huge, and I don't know how to get it um, like uploaded anywhere without it being giant. <laughs> oh, I totally understand that. Are you on a Mac? Or like, do you use a Mac for your computer? Yes. So I actually just airdrop everything, but if you record the video and then do it on InShot, so you um, you might edit it a little bit or edit the colors, and then you export it, the file will be smaller. So if you kind of run it in through InShot, that should yeah help help that problem. Yeah, that's great because a lot of times, even when I'm airdropping it, it like goes really slowly, and then it's like, nope, I'm not doing it. But it might also be your Wi-Fi. That might be because. If it's like, if you didn't speed it up at all, it's probably really long, I'm guessing. Because um, even in InShot, before I go into the final editing, I'll speed it up a little bit just so the file isn't ginormous. Mostly it's just me with videos of my children. <laughs> like I, I really I really have not done any vi- good video preview stuff. So most of the time it's just like videos of them that I'm trying to transfer over. So probably part of it is just I'm not really motivated and I'm not doing what I need to be doing. But with video previews, I think this is really helpful to hear because um, I need to have like a process. Yes, for sure. And actually I have um, a kind of like a guide ha- uh, that shows people how I batch everything because I can get tons of them done at one time. So, you know, maybe on Monday I will print all the products and prep them. And then Tuesday I'll film them all. And then Wednesday I'll, um, you know, upload them and, and edit them and, and everything like that. So I kind of batch everything when it comes to that. But um, really you don't need that much. If you just use InShot to edit, And I do recommend some sort of phone mount. So what I have is called an Archon phone mount. And you can get them on Amazon. And it's the only one that I've found to be like really sturdy, sturdy enough to, you know, not shake the table. And actually, I set it on a different platform so that if I'm coloring or cutting or something like that, that the camera doesn't shake, if that makes sense. So like if the table shakes, the camera's not shaking. So I kind of like put it on a different 
platform to overlook everything at a bird's eye view. And I bend a um, an 18 inch ring light over so that it's just right on top of the product, nice and bright. I'm also by a window. And then I just, I put my phone into that Archon phone mount and it looks directly down onto the product. Now, lately, I've actually been using a lot of natural light because I think it works just as well. But if you're someone who's going to have to film at night or when it's dark out, you might want to get a ring light or something like that. Those are great suggestions. And yeah, we I love being in Arizona because it's all natural light. But um, I know some people, it's like rainy at all the time where they are and there is really no like getting natural light during the winter. <laughs> yeah, like here, it's winter and I, it'll be light out and I'm trying to, I have like three lights on my stuff and I still feel like it's not bright enough sometimes, but. Yeah, you need to move here. Another reason. <laughs> Add it to your list. So Chloe, what do you think we should be including in these video previews? Like, are there certain things that you definitely feel should be included so that they're more well-rounded and they will best show off our resources to make that sale? Yes. So when it comes to the two minute or, you know, up to two minute preview on Teachers Pay Teachers, you do want to have certain things in that video. Whereas like a Pinterest pin, they recommend five to 16 seconds because you're stopping the scroll. You know, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get someone to click through. But once somebody's already at your product and they're watching that preview video, they're already interested and they want to know more. So you can go more in depth. And so I always start with a question at the beginning. I overlay some sort of question where I kind of appeal to the problem that they're having. So maybe they. Uh, spend too much time trying to put out fires while they're trying to do small group math, right? (laughs) Um, And maybe I made some sort of organizational system where it just kind of helps centers go more smoothly or small group. So I'll appeal to that by saying something like, hey, do you know, do you need or are you struggling with small group centers or are you struggling with other kids, you know, trying to talk to you while you're trying to help, um, help your small groups. And this is just an example. I'm kind of just making this up as I go, (laughs) but, um, I appeal to that problem and then I show how the resource solves that. And also I show that resource in action. So you really could just flip through a blank product. You could fill it out halfway before you start filming You could fill it out while you're filming. It just depends on how big the product is. Uh, Or, I mean, if it's, you know, if all of it's relatively similar, you could just fill out one page of it, which would work. Uh, Or I'll do the entire, if it's a craftivity, maybe I might put it together beforehand, although I usually don't do that, but you could. And then I'd kind of just show the final product. So I do that. And then if it's not a new product, so if it's a product that has reviews, I always put some reviews in there. I always make sure that I throw some social proof of some sort and preferably social proof that shows that the resource solves whatever issue the teacher is having. Um, And then I put a call to action at the end. So it might be something like um, invest in our bundle today, you know, to save your sanity or something (laughs) like that. 
Do you have any like tips for products that might not be super exciting, like ones that are like test prep or, or just a lot of questions and answers? Cause like doing a worksheet over and over and over again, really kind of boring on video. I don't have a ton like that, but I know that the few that we do have, we struggle to really show properly in video. Definitely. And actually I have a ton of um, test prep items in my store. So I, I've been there and what I'll do is you don't have to make them super long. The videos, in fact, I try not to make them super long, even though, you know, you have that two minutes to get everything shown. So if it's just a worksheet of some sort, that's not very exciting. I will just kind of show how, um, how to fill it out. And I'll maybe only do one or two pages of that. And then if you have some sort of, um, I'll make sure I show the answer key so that they see that there's an answer key or something like that. But I mean, I think all products should have video previews, but that type of video doesn't really need to be too long. You know, as long as they can just see it printed out, see that it's a real thing, you know, they're not looking at a PDF, then I think that'll do the trick. A lot of my video previews are basically just me like screen recording and talking about the resource. Do you find like those are okay or is it better to really just like make it as short as possible, like make it shorter and just kind of really show those key aspects? So here's the issue with that is it's something like 80 to 90% of people don't watch videos with sound on. And so... Um, If you are going to do that, which I think it's great if you do explain it and, you know, you kind of use a voiceover, I think that's totally fine. But you're going to have to remind the viewer to turn their sound on. And that's really why I just use text overlays. Um, So it's it's just (laughs) it's just so I know that they, you know, are getting the information they need now. My, I mean, I like that. I don't like sound. And actually, I think TPT said something like some people get annoyed with the music. So even when I do previews, I turn it down a little bit. But um, yeah, I would just remind them with a text overlay, which you can do in InShot to turn the sound on for something like that. Which I think is, I mean, it, the, the better you make those video previews, the better it'll be. I mean, you could repurpose that stuff on Facebook and all that. So adding those captions really would be worth the time because you'd be repurposing it and you could technically use it for more than just your video preview, which would be super helpful. Yeah, you definitely should, especially if you're putting that much effort into it. Um, I was also too... I meant to mention that in Canva now, their video functionality is better. So if you have a Canva account, you can actually go in and they have some templates you can add and they're kind of like slides. So you can add a template that will like have a a photo and introduce it and then you can splice in the video and then you can also splice in some of the feedback. So if like you love Canva, I think that'd probably be a faster way to, to do it than yeah, I love making videos in Canva. I think I make a lot, most of my videos in there. I mean, afterwards, after I screen record them or whatever, I love throwing them in there. It makes it so easy. I always forget. I always forget. But And their functionality is so much better than it used to be. So that might be a good option. I'm trying to think about how we'll do it because right now we use Canva to make video previews, but it's mostly just us 
like showing the pages, which is not, you know, not really worth our while, I don't think. Yeah, not as good as it could be. Right. Yeah. And not, especially because we're already showing that in our PDF. And our PDF previews are so good. Like they've gotten really good um, over time where I look at the video previews and I'm like, okay, we really need to stop doing these. <laughs> we really need to change it. And that's the thing about, you know, the, the PDF, if you're going to do a video preview, you want to make it different than your PDF preview. Um, because even if you think about it from a buyer's perspective, if they're just watching a slideshow and then they had just viewed your PDF preview, they're not going to watch it anymore because they've already seen, you know, what you're doing. Cause I see a lot of people do that sort of thing where they, they make a video preview, but it's really just a slideshow of pictures or like their JPEGs of the product. Whereas that's, you know, that is all awesome and should go in your thumbnails and your, your PDF. But the video preview is a totally different or it serves a different purpose where it really is supposed to show your product, like bring it to life, make the teacher see it, you know, in real time with real hands. Um, That's going to, and video just in general does this, but that's going to kind of connect more emotionally with the buyer and they're going to see how it can, you know, really help them instead of trying to imagine it in their head, just from the pictures that they see, if that makes sense. Yeah. And do you have any suggestions for trying to shorten them as well? I tend to like make these videos so long. I feel like I'm always spending the first half just explaining my resources because some of them are more technical. And (laughs) so I, I kind of like ramble on about like the differences and how like they can get it to work properly. And then, you know, I run out of time and I don't know how to, you know, if there's any tips for making it shorter. Definitely. And that's kind of goes along with, and you know, you can do it any way you want, but what I kind of just said was I would almost try to put something like that in the PDF preview. If you want to go down into like the nitty gritty details, um, you know, or in the thumbnails. Yeah. Or your description even. So I, that's, I think the video preview more is just supposed to be like, hey, you know, here's the product, here's it printed, or here's it screen recorded if it's a digital product. And um, kind of tapping into, like I said, the feelings and the problem of the buyer. Um, I don't think you have to go, unless it's some sort of explanation video, which might need to go on YouTube because it might need to be longer. Um, then I think just show, just being able to show the product in action is is fine. And it doesn't have to be too long. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think probably what you want to show them is just here is why it's so amazing and what it looks like and why you should buy it. And then like all the technical stuff we can deal with, like in the teacher direction PDF. Right. Are there some ways that you repurpose previews. We kind of touched on that a little bit, but um, since they're taking us so much time, where would you post these? How would you use them to repurpose the content? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to try to keep this short because I could talk about this for like an hour. Um, But but, and I, I love that. I think Angie said she likes using Canva a lot. I suggest repurposing. So if you have a bunch of pin templates in your Canva, you can just copy paste your video into all of them and then 
and then export them and then upload them to Pinterest instead of, um, you know, trying to play around with pins too much. So definitely Pinterest, the, you know, 1000 by 1500 and make sure you do all the Pinteresty stuff, like, you know, a header that is going to catch the attention and make it look, look good. But I repurpose for Instagram, Instagram TV, Facebook ads. Um, I know a lot of people have a lot of good luck with Facebook ads. And this is the part I like to talk about the most um, is YouTube because no one is using it. And I don't know why we aren't because our people are, are on YouTube. And and it's just, it's something that a lot of people haven't tapped into. So if you are looking for something to, I don't know, at least try, YouTube is awesome. I actually have a lot of clients, so I'll use UTM codes when I, I'll upload their um, their preview videos. And they'll be getting, you know, four to 500 clicks per week from YouTube alone and on their dashboard. Yeah, I always keep say I'm adding YouTube and I never do. And then I hear stuff like that. Remember that was like our main goal at this social media marketing yeah, world or that something video like that, like, that was like four years ago? Yep. It is something that is so underutilized. And I think that a lot of us are intimidated by it just in general. Um, we're teachers, you know, and it's funny because we can sit in front of kids all day and talk. But when we want to talk to, you know, adults, it's more scary. <laughs> uh, but I'm a perfectionist too. That's my issue is I'm a perfectionist. And so if I do a video, it has to be perfect. And that is not good. So live video is cool. I totally love doing that. Um, but like anything that's going to go on YouTube, I'm like, okay, so we need this video equipment. I need to have this script. I need to have these transitions. It needs to be professionally edited. And then all of a sudden I'm not doing it. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm similar. I want it to be like looking like some of the videos I watch on YouTube. But then I also sometimes remind myself when my husband's sitting there like watching a random tractor video that people will watch anything. So I mean, if you throw it on there. That's so funny. I know. If you have the video, you might as well like throw it on there and see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> that made me laugh so much. Peter's in like track videos right now. So <laughs> like you have a truck. Why do you need to watch videos about your truck and other tracks? Like you have a truck. <laughs> I don't get it. But yeah, that makes total sense. We should just get it out there. I know. I'm I'm totally good. Yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect. Those videos like are getting watched. I see the amount of views they get and they're so not professionally done in any way. So No, definitely not. There's ones that have like a million views and there's something like really dumb. So, so I feel like we could do a decent job. If we I try. think so. You know, do your kids, your kids might be a little too old for these, but they have videos of an adult who like plays with toys and then they make a weird, like they make a voice for them and they have millions of views. Yeah. My daughter was obsessed with those when she was younger for like Shopkins or whatever. They would open them. I don't get it. They're atrocious, but they have like a million views. And I feel like maybe I should change my job right now and just make a weird, like I'm playing with toys YouTube. I have thought about that because I have the <laughs> the toys and the equipment. My daughter loves those where they put, they play with Play-Doh and yeah, and, yeah it's amazing. It's, it's so weird. Like they're not good. 
No, but if you think about it, our kids are growing up watching YouTube. Like we grew up watching like Saturday morning cartoons and like TV. I don't know. And and they just watch YouTube. My kids don't watch TV per se. They just watch YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need to to do that. I um I like the idea too of of repurposing the video previews for um, ads. That's we do that a lot. But also like putting them in your email so you can link to it from your email if you're putting on YouTube. Um, I mean, there's so many different places you can put it. You can use it on a blog post. Um, you can actually even do blog posts that just have videos, which and still have some SEO on there. So there's a lot you can do. I just need to find motivation for that. Definitely. And and if you are, are on WordPress, then it's so easy to embed YouTube videos into WordPress. And it also counts, you know, if someone's on your blog and they watch that video, it helps your video on YouTube. It adds to the statistics there. So that's definitely a good place. I feel like I'm totally convinced now. So somebody ask me in a year if I did any video yet. <laughs> um, yeah. And we, uh, most of what we have on YouTube is like tutorial stuff, especially after last year doing tutorials, showing them how to use our products, our digital products. Um, and those do get a lot of clicks, I think mostly from us linking to them from our products. Um, but we do put them in blog posts too, which is super helpful. But yeah, a video preview would be helpful on there. And then we need to also do some other content, but that's for a whole other episode. <laughs> um, so that's, I, I feel like I, we're definitely going to focus on that for this year. Um, Chloe, can you tell us where people can find more information about you? You said you had a free guide and then you also said that you do make video previews for, for TPT. So tell us everything. Yeah. So I have actually been doing previews, I think for about two years. And um, at this point, it's my main gig that I'm that I'm doing currently. And my website is hello.chloetaskoff.com. And that can kind of guide you toward freebies. I have a few freebies there that just help with video. Um, I have one that actually shows all my equipment and how to get it and how to set up like a space to do video. And then there should be a link, you know, some people, and this would be me eventually, but some people, they just don't want to do it themselves. They would just rather hire out for that because we have a million other things to do. So uh, there is, you know, information there. And then on Instagram, I give tips almost every day. And my Instagram handle is video marketing TPT. So super simple. <laughs> awesome. I am following you right now. Um, yeah, that's what I was doing too. <laughs> we like to do things while we're recording the podcast because otherwise we forget. So but then there's all awkward silence because we're both doing it and not paying attention that we're still recording a podcast. <laughs> or massive amounts of clicks as we're like trying to figure out how to do things on Canva like last time. <laughs> 
Well, thank you, Chloe. We really appreciate you coming on and giving all this information. Um, And we're really excited to chat about this in our group. So um, for anyone listening, head over to the podcast group and let us know, um, link to some of your video previews. We can give each other feedback um, and just kind of share what you're doing. I love to see new ideas. Yes, me too. Thank you, Chloe. Awesome. Thanks, Chloe. Talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye. That's it for the Grow with Angie and April podcast. Make sure to rate and review so that this podcast can continue to reach teacherpreneurs around the globe. You can find the show notes and more about your hosts at growwithuspodcast.com.